Hello and thank you for tuning in to Route 150, a ministry of FBC New Hamburg. Today we'll be hearing from Pastor Sean. He's going to be doing a series based on a book by Paul Todges on anxiety knowing God's peace. Each podcast is a part of this 31-day devotional. We're really hoping to point you to find answers for everyday problems using the Word of God. We believe that every follower has the ability to continue to grow in their relationship with Jesus, and we really hope that this podcast will help develop that. Well, hello and welcome to day eight of our study on anxiety. Again, we are going through um, the devotional called Anxiety, Knowing God's Peace by Paul Targis. And uh, today we're going to be looking at perfectionism may cause anxiety. Well, have you ever noticed that certain words just, man, they, they just, in terms of an uh, anxious vibe, there's just some words that really uh, bring that home, right? Like, how would you feel if, if I told you that you were stuck in a pattern of fear and unrest? Oh, that sounds pretty alarming, doesn't it? Now, what if, instead of asking you that, I asked you, do you struggle with perfectionism? You know, we maybe hear that word perfectionism, and it doesn't quite resonate with danger, with anxiety, does it? But it, it, the truth is that it does give us a similar feeling of alarm. Um, that is being stuck in a pattern of fear in unrest. Well, that really, when we're talking about perfectionism, that it really kind of goes together with that. Um, which, if you're struggling with anxiety, um, it, it is likely that it, if you would call yourself a perfectionist, likely that is um, at least a partial cause for this anxiety, this, this feeling of fear, being, uh, this sense of being stuck at this time of unrest. You know, I often um, like to say on Sundays that theology matters. And it really does. Um, you know, and it has been said that, you know, we're all theologians. It's just a question whether we're good theologians or bad ones. And, and that, like, what we do each day, we do it based on our beliefs about God. Well, I'm going to read to you um, a passage from Romans chapter 5. And uh, this, there is a lot of theology packed in to these two verses. And this is good theology. This um, will really put us on a path um, a, 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 in a, towards a good place, especially with this area um, of perfectionism, if that is a struggle for you. Let me just read it for you. So this is Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. So this is Paul writing. He says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him we also have obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Wow. So here's the thing. If perfectionism is as danger, dangerous as what I have claimed, if it is breeding fear in an unrest, that's a pretty bold claim. 
you may ask, well, how does this work? You know, like how could perfectionism possibly cause that type of danger? Well, here's the thing. If we find ourselves depending on our doing something, our achieving something, and, and, and maybe we wouldn't really express it this way, but if, if we are honest with ourselves, the reason that we are doing all this work is to find the acceptance of others. Um, and, and then if that is the case, think about what happens if, heaven forbid, and, and we can't perform, right? We can't, we can't meet the expectations that we think they have placed on us. We just, we just can't do it. And so often the perfectionist is working hard, which is working hard is a good thing, right? But they're working hard out of a fear because they don't want to disappoint others. It's a work-based system, right? And, and I'm telling you, it plays havoc with our relationships, especially with our relationship with God. And, and likely, if, if perfection is really rooted in your life, you're, you are struggling with never feeling fully accepted by God. And so I read Romans 5, verses 1 and 2, that really is the, the remedy. I, I don't know if you noticed when I read that, but there is... We have, um, if, you, if you're turned to that in your phones, your Bibles, we have, um, that happens three times. And basically, Paul's just trying to get us to the point, we have everything um, that we need. And it is based on our relationship with Jesus. It's, it's not performance-oriented at all. So here, and, and the beauty of that is our peace in life. It's, it's possible but it needs to be centered on the right thing. It need, our peace needs to be centered on who we are in Jesus Christ. Right? So, okay, so let's just quickly look at these we haves. Okay. First off, we have been justified. <laughs> you might go, oh wow, gee, that really helps me. Thanks so much for sharing. But I'm telling you, when you when you actually learn a little more what that means, it is a very powerful statement. It is actually a legal declaration. If you are a born-again child of God, if you've committed your life to Jesus Christ, when that happened, at that instant, regardless of the baggage you still carry, you have been legally declared right before God. Right? Let, let me just read to you. This is 2 Corinthians 5.21. This tells it because what happens when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, it's His righteousness. It's, they call it imputed. It's, it's actually been transferred to our account. 2 Corinthians 5.21. For our sake, He made Him to be sin. Okay, we're talking about Jesus, who knew no sin. Jesus lived a perfect life. So that, here's what happens. So that in Him, we might become the righteousness of God. Pretty crazy. That, that's an amazing truth. And all of this, here's the thing, this is what you got to hold on to, this all happens by faith, not by works, okay? So we're not trying to think that we can perform our way into this relationship with God. It's, it's, it's by God's grace, it's by faith. Okay, the second we have, based on Romans 5, 1 to 2, is we have peace with God. Again, you can kind of read that quickly and think, oh, yeah, well, whatever. But I'm telling you, we have peace with the God that created us. 
You have to remember that before we came to Christ, the Bible makes it really clear that um, we were His enemies. So now this declaration that we are right before God, that's huge. Um, Ephesians 2.14 says this, he says, for He Himself, again speaking of Jesus, for He Himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in His flesh the dividing wall of hostility. That was describing the relationship we had with God previous to our conversion, right? But again, this is based not on our works, not on our performance, okay? That's an important point. It's based on His righteousness. Okay, so the third and, and final we have is that we have access to God. That is incredible. The God that has the power to speak this universe to existence, who is sovereign and is good, who, who knows our, our today and our tomorrow, yeah, everything, our lives are in His hands. We have access to Him. You know, when you try to put that on human terms, um, let's use the example of our Prime Minister. I have no access to him. Um, I tried last year writing to our local MP about a particular issue. I got no reply, which is fine, but it just shows you how far away I am in, terming, in terms of being have access to a Prime Minister. I can't even have access to one of the local MPs. but. You know what? The reason I say this is because Trudeau's son has access to him, right? Because, why? It, it wasn't based on his accomplishment. It wasn't based on the son's performance. His son has access to him because Prime Minister Trudeau is his dad, right? It's based on who he is. God's, as God's children, we have access to God through the finished work of Jesus Christ. This is a grace thing. This is not a performance thing. Hebrews 10.10 says, and by that we have all been sanctified, okay, or sanctified is another word for set apart, through the offering of the body of Jesus once and for all. So it was a perfect one-time sacrifice, and that was enough for us to have access to our God. And so here's the thing, and remember, when we come to Christ, as I mentioned, like we have baggage, our, our minds are still corrupt, um, as Jeremiah, you know, hearts are still deceitful. And so we're working on renewing ourselves, in particular our mind, right? And so we want to renew our minds with this truth that we are finding in Romans 5, verses 1 to 2. And so when we think, let's say you're having a bad day and you find yourself being kind of caught up in this perfectionism trap, right? I'm telling you, just take a moment to think about what Jesus has done for you. I'm telling you, when we do that, it renews our mind and it brings contentment. It corrects our tendency for perfectionism and it begins to remove that fear because we know we can't be rejected because our acceptance is based on the work of His Son, Jesus Christ. So this, this brings joy, not anxiety. I want to read for you, just uh, in closing, this is a direct quote 
um, from the book that we've been studying just at the end of chapter 8. He says, the next time anxiety strikes, don't focus on what's going wrong and what you need to get done. Rather, fix your gaze on Christ and on His gift of righteousness to us. Because, the, because of the grace of Christ, there is no reason for us to be anxious. Wow! There is no reason for us to be anxious. That is powerful. Okay, well, probably your favorite time of the broadcast or, um, is homework time. Yep, you got it. And uh, what I would ask you to do is just spend some time reflecting on perfectionism. Does that describe you? And if it does, would you just be honest with yourself and try, and maybe ask God to show you, who are you trying to please? You know, um, Proverbs says this, and I think this would be a good one for you to um, read in your homework as well. Proverbs 29, 25, for the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. Oh, that is so true. So consider that as you thinking about perfectionism. And would you also write out Psalm 127, verse 2. It's just a neat verse, um, but I think as you write this out and reflect on it, it might help reveal to you um, where you're putting your faith. It says, it is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of the anxious toil for he gives to his beloved sleep. So there's nothing wrong with getting up early, nothing wrong with working hard. But if we're doing it because of an anxious heart, you know, we just need to put our trust in him. So anyways, would you write that verse out and just reflect on it? Anyways, as always, it has been great to be with you and uh, look forward to being with you next time. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope that the ministry of Route 150 helps you on your road to becoming more like Christ. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to FBC. See you next time.